What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new podcast. Welcome to episode 15. Episode 15. Yo, yo, yo. One What's five. Up? Here today on a nice and beautiful is it Thursday today? Uh yeah, it's a Thursday. It's Thursday at about four o'clock in the afternoon. It is 80 degrees outside. It is feeling officially like summer. Yeah, it's hot. I went outside to uh, just wipe down my car, which uh, I just actually basically sold. I got a deposit for yeah, it. Yeah, cool. congrats. But yeah, I was sweating like crazy. <laughs> so. We're not used to that because it's been kind of not cold, but cold there for California in like the 60s or so. Yeah. Which people in Antarctica are like, yo, that's not even cold at all, dude. <laughs> all the five people that live there. <laughs> From Antarctica. So we wanted to start off with a really, really cool car. Uh, Parker, I'll have you start with talking about what this is, and then I'll go into detail how I found this car. Because this this is something we don't usually feature, but I, I don't know, dude. I, I like trucks a lot. Yeah, this is really cool. So uh, BJ Motors, which I'm not sure where they're at. Where are they? Um, as far as... I know I, I'll check right now, Parker. But I want okay, to show you. yeah, but so it's a 2017 Ford F-150 Raptor, uh, under 10,000 miles, only has 9,300 miles. It's wrapped in Nardo gray. Obviously, the EcoBoost V6 engine. What do you think about that motor in that in that truck? It sounds terrible, but <laughs> I know companies like Hennessy do a V8 swap. Oh, so you can swap it out. You can swap it out. Oh. I mean, if you got the money for it, yeah, but that's some baller money. Yeah, I mean, if you can buy a Raptor, you can probably get the V8 swap, which is what I would do. Yep, same here. Um, it has a 410 electronic lock rear axle, pretty cool. 40 inch Toyo, yeah, open country tires. That's huge. Muddy tires. Uh, carbon fiber <laughs> steering wheel. Nice, pretty cool. Brembo big brake kit, which looks really good. Yeah, it, it fills, fills out. out the, it fills the wheel whole, the yeah. whole entire wheel. Yeah. Um, rigid spots six each what is that i'm not sure i just wanted to put this in here because i don't know much about the truck industry so i was like i'll just include what i found on the website yeah i was gonna only include stuff i knew but i figured that putting rigid spots six each and stubby antenna would help people understand what this is i like the stubby antenna that's like (laughs) the coolest part about the build that's the best mod you go in there you're like yeah i like this because the stubby antenna that's all i really want (laughs) not the huge lift kit or the wrap or anything no screw that stuff so it has 20 inch forge line wheels Obviously paired to those uh, 40 inch open country tires, pretty clean. Uh, ARP carbon fiber hood vents, ARP side vents, fiber works. Oh wow, Derberti, Derberti Fiber X (laughs) wide body front and rear fender. So it's a wide body Raptor. Wow, that's cool. And it's got a four inch Raptor lift. Nice upgraded 488 gears from a Ferrari. Yeah, that's what I was was like about to say. (laughs) It says it on the website. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it's. Part Ferrari, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> uh, amp power steps. That's necessary. That thing's probably very tall. Yeah. Uh, stealth fighter front bumper with 40 inch sport LED bar. Um, so you can blind people on the road yeah, and go anyone, to jail for it. If anyone cuts you off, you can just completely blind somebody. Perfect. That light bar is huge. Yeah. 10. Oh, yeah. 10 inch or 10 foot. Um, flood honey badger. I don't even, <laughs> that'd, oh, be a rear big, bumper. that'd be a big rear bumper, my guy. <laughs> rear bumper. Okay. <laughs> Um, center console safe with combo lock. So okay. you, can, you can put whatever you got to put, put in there. Guns in there or something. I guess so. I mean, you could put your your uh, gummy bears. I guess yeah. If you're real American, I, I'm assuming you put guns in there. I think you put chew and gum and dip. your gum. <laughs> put some dip in my lip. Priced at one hundred nine thousand nine nine five. BJ Motors is located in Texas, which this car suits that very well. Oh, or this perfect. truck. 
Um, I was on Instagram this morning and I believe it was a sponsored ad or something like that. And I screenshotted it, maybe Facebook. And I love, love, love trucks, especially Raptors. I think it's one of the best trucks out of the box that you can buy. And when you put money into them, they look awesome. This is wrapped in Nardo gray, black wheels, has red calipers, bunch of lights up front, uh, a bunch of utility stuff in the back, including like lights on the front, uh, I guess above the hood. And it's, it's all blacked out. And my favorite thing is that when you look at the side profile, the brakes fill out the wheel completely. Yeah. Like that looks so cool being oh, filled yeah. out like that. I, I love these trucks too. Cause, uh, <laughs> I've gone to the Baja 1000 a couple of times down in Mexico. It starts in Ensenada. Um, I forget where it ends, but basically all the trophy trucks that run that are insane. They yeah. all have like 600 horsepower, naturally aspirated V8s. Insane suspension travel too. Loud. Yeah. It's like. 30 or 40 inches of travel yeah, and they go like over a hundred over like whoops. It's like crazy. So I saw that as a kid and I've always been interested in like building something like that. Even though I don't know where I would take it. I'd probably yeah. just like try to cruise around on the street <laughs> and like, I would be do like the, nose diving and stuff. I would do the same thing too. I mean, I had my first car I ever had was a Tacoma. I had a, a like a pre-runner Tacoma. I it wasn't modified. It was just a simple two door Tacoma. And I would take that around La Jolla and I used to go to uh, Spook Alley. Oh, yeah. And I would just just full throttle <laughs> through that Spook Alley. If That's you guys know sick. in San Diego, it's a, it's a little like, it's a private back road in the middle of a bunch of mansions and it's all dirt. And it had like 10 different big speed bumps in it. Yeah. And if you were in a truck, you could hit them as hard as you wanted to. You know, to. I went down that in my lowered Civic. No way. Yeah. How was your differential? Dude, I slammed everything. <laughs> I think I bottomed out like at least four times, but it wasn't leaking anything. And wow. I never like checked underneath it, but that's a bulletproof Honda Civic. It was sick. It was a fun time. It hurt, but BJ Motors good. also has some crazy inventory. They have a 2013 BMW M3 Lime Rock Park Edition priced at 79,000 uh, with 5,000 miles on it. Wow. That's a brand new car. That's crazy. Dang. And if you look on the website too, they have a, a Senna, they have a P1, they have a LaFerrari, they, they have a bunch of vipers they specialize in vipers they have their own tab on the top that's like I contact like us uh email us look at the inventory then it says yeah. vipers that's cool so they have a and they have competition cars too which is insane um just yesterday i had finished the entire first second and third series or um i guess you could say all the episodes of ozark i have been watching documentary or i guess you could say netflix shows on my ipad at my house because I've been working out of my house pretty often, so I, I usually kind of have it running in the background or at night I watch it. And I started the first season, I believe, on Saturday, and I finished up the entire third season last night, which was a Wednesday. So it took me about four or five days to finish 30 episodes, which I got super involved with. Uh, first, se- The first part of it was really good, and then the middle of it was okay. The ending, like the third series wasn't that great, and then the very last 10 seconds of the last episode I, I sat up and my jaw dropped. Really? I was like, there's no that way that did. just happened. It was insane. So now that cliffhanger left me on a, on a, like, I want more. Are you going to spoil it or no? I can't say it, dude. Oh, I don't okay. want to spoil it for anybody. Have you seen anything like this, like Ozark or any? Um, I forget. There was a, I don't even remember the, the name to it, but I watched like one series that was like pretty interesting. I was watching it with my roommate and his girlfriend, but. I'm not a big Netflix guy. I mean, I watch yeah. a lot of YouTube um, and there's like enough content there to kind of just like stay up to date with stuff. And I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty recently. So, yeah, I, I'm the same way, too. I watch a lot of YouTube, but there's only so much YouTube you can watch until you're like, how do I really keep up with something? Yeah. With Netflix, 
you know, the last couple of days I'll be at work or I'll be editing and I'll be like, oh my God, what's going to happen next time? Yeah. So it leaves you on your toes. And then once you finish everything, you're like, oh no, what do I do? Yeah. So it's tough. I had watched a couple other seasons, but if you're not familiar with Ozark, it was created by Bill Dubaquet. He also did The Accountant and The Judge. The drama series stars Jason Bateman as Marty Bird, a financial planner. He relocates his family to Chicago, from Chicago to a summer resort in the Ozarks with his wife, Wendy, and their two kids. Uh, they have a money laundering scheme that goes wrong, forcing him to pay off a substantial debt to a Mexican drug lord in order to keep his family safe. Yo. It was unbelievable because this guy, this actor, Jason, he is known for being like a, a goody two shoes. Like he's a very proper, like well-dressed, well-upkept family guy. Yeah. And then he gets into drugs, like not himself, but managing millions and millions of dollars for a cartel. And the, the first episode's insane because you see what he gets involved with. And then you see how it's his whole family, everybody gets involved. And then he starts to meet different people, has to move different. Like the, the, the thing is, is that every time you watch an episode, there's a problem and there's a solution. There's a problem and solution. And it just goes on and on. So it gets a little bit repetitive, but it's, it's really, really, really uh, entertaining. Definitely. So, yeah, it sounds good. Maybe, maybe I'll watch it, but... Uh, that's a no. <laughs> I don't know. If, if you say it's really that good, I'll probably watch it. It's, it's pretty dang good. I, I fell in love with it. Um, the production team who actually made this series had to learn how to launder money from the FBI. So the production team actually really? got lessons from the FBI. I'm reading some facts right here about it. Uh, and I think that goes to like other movies like Interstellar. They worked with scientists to understand astrology and understand like the planets how a black hole would actually look yeah and they say that interstellar had actually rep uh, the representation of a black hole was the closest they've ever seen to wow. what it could be like that's crazy because the scientists were able to give their editors all the information and all the anim animators made it look like what a black hole would look like so this is kind yeah. of the same thing not not as crazy but they learned how to launder money so when everything went into play it was pretty legit that's cool and i feel like with movies and shows now like there's a lot of like public info out there on astrology and i don't know stuff like that like astronomy i mean sorry oh is that what it's called astronomy yeah i don't uh, know what astrology is <laughs> no, i don't know no i was tripping i didn't mean to say that uh but, but yeah like i feel like people would definitely judge if it wasn't like spot on yeah too many people would be like no that, that's well, not right i bet with like breaking bad too it's like that's not how you meet that it's like, yeah, you have to learn how to do all that stuff legitimately because there are people that would be like, that's not how you do it. Exactly. That's like the fast and furious. Like why, why when you do a street race at 130 miles an hour, your floor pan falls out like in the eclipse scene, the first yeah. fast and furious, like that made so many car people go, hold on. Yeah. This is not right. I did watch Craig Lieberman's video on it. He explained everything, which, uh, the, one of the main characters, Julia Garner, she's really good in this movie. She's one of the criminals. Um, and during one of the scenes, she had to have a stunt double come in because she was too afraid to touch a rat. She had to drop a rat in the water and she said she had a, a legitimate panic attack and I guess really? doctors had to help her. So oh. the production team brought in a stunt double. That's so funny. And I was like, that's kind of funny because she, she plays a hardcore girl in this movie. She can't touch a rat. And she can't <laughs> touch a rat. So, Oh, shit, a rat. <laughs> overall, it was a great series and I highly recommend it to anybody. Parker, you wanted to talk about sim race and I have a great topic here. What do you want to talk about? Well, I've just been kind of looking into it more and actually Nate 
uh, one of the guys that works here, he actually works for Manny. He's Manny's editor for his YouTube channel. Man, uh, editor and filmer, yep. Mm -hmm. um, and he just got uh, the wheel and pedals for his Xbox, basically. Mm -hmm. And so I've like, I've been looking around on like um, Craigslist and stuff, and I've seen like some really cool like like the full setups where it's like the chair, like the steering wheel, the pedals, and for like a thousand bucks, which is pretty good used. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It'd just be so fun if it was like me, you, Nate, like a couple other guys just racing and like messing around because I'm decent at Call of Duty, but I feel like I'm way better at racing games and that's what I like more. Yeah. So I'm the same way too. I have, I had a simulator, a full setup before that I sold it just cause I wasn't, I wasn't in the right mind space at that time and I didn't want to play video games, but now I've been slowly getting back into it because I see that during this quarantine, everyone's like, how do I kill time? Yeah, everyone's going into sim racing, including F1 drivers, NASCAR drivers, dirt racing drivers. Everyone is going to an alternative of actually racing on simulators. Yeah. So it's cool to see that it's getting so involved. But um, virtual races are drawing millions of viewers. Sim racers and streamers are seizing the opportunity right now to get on uh, driving simulators. A longtime sim racer, Jimmy Broadbent, which is somebody that I watch on YouTube religiously. He is the king of content when it comes to sim driving. He has been a regular fixture of F1's virtual Grand Prix series, which includes a mix of real life drivers, celebrities, and esport veterans all competing in Codemasters F1 racing video game. Broadbent has made the most of this opportunity, placing twice in the top 10 and outdueling the likes of Norris and Formula One world champion Jensen Button. Uh, he has taken opportunity to go ahead and go crazy on YouTube content. And also he's been racing with pro drivers, which is really cool to see on YouTube. Uh, he, he's a really cool guy because he lives in a shed in his mom's backyard. He does. He does. And he's one of the top sim drivers in the world. Uh, and he's, he's driven with some serious drivers and it's crazy to see that, uh, he, he does so well against these other, but you got to think though, that, this is an article that I thought was really cool is that with virtual events happening each weekend and even a handful of smaller races cropping up throughout the week, real life drivers are quickly adapting to sim racing and the technology has been met with positive reviews. Many have transitioned smoothly and even those with no sim racing experience at all, like seven time NASCAR cup champion, Jimmy Johnson have shown improvement each week. Uh, this is showing that some of these drivers that come in from real car driving into sim driving, it's not that different. Yeah. It's really not that different besides some G-forces. Definitely. Everything else is relatively the same. The, the sim racing gear is so strong now with feedback and with responsiveness that you jump into a seat and pedals and you got a screen in front of you and it's, it's responsive. It's going to feel like the same thing just without the G-forces. That's really cool. That's good to know that it's like very similar because I think I would use it to kind of increase my skill as well. Yeah. It would be fun, but I definitely want to get better at driving and like know how to drive. Maybe like some Porsche race car or something. Yeah. So I'm definitely considering buying something if I have some extra cash. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of building a new one. Um, should be done this summer. I partnered up with a company called SimLab. Uh, I wanted to say thank you for sponsoring my YouTube channel. We have a really cool partnership coming up and I'll be, I'll be building, uh, essentially a budget build yet. It'll still be uh, a higher tier of it. But, uh, Jimmy Broadbent says one week you're watching these guys on the telly. And the next week you're punting them off the circuit, <laughs> which he has. He has smoked a ton of other drivers on the track. Um, and it's funny to see on his it's two or three hour live streams where he's ripping around and yeah. he gets in front of Lando Norris or a real F1 drivers. And he's like, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. So it's cool to see that. Um, iRacing director says, you could say we've been a little bit busy. Kevin Bobbitt is his name. 
says in a phone interview, according to him, iRacing has nearly 150,000 active accounts with 10,000 new signups in the last three weeks alone. iRacing is the software would be on your computer. You download it, you get on, you sign up and you can download Porsche race cars, BMW cars. You can download F1 cars and then you can pick multiple servers. You can race against people and iRacing will not let you race against pros until you have a license. So you have to get a D license, A license. You have to go through all these um, races without getting penalties. So if you're in a live race and you slam into a Miata into the first turn going 100, you're going to get kicked from that server and then you start getting penalized for it. But if you're driving clean and doing clean lines, you're doing clean passes, iRacing gives you a better license. And then once you get to a point where they see you're you're respected, you can start racing with real good drivers. Yeah. So that's kind of how they they, um, structure it. But- uh, when you go on Google and you search racing simulator, my video is the fourth video that comes up on SEO. When you search organically, which has gotten 500,000 views on my simulator video, um, just in the last 30 days, I've sold over $20,000 worth of Fanatec simulator gear, which is the Crazy. steering wheel, the pedals, everything like that. That shows you what's happening right now with the quarantine. People are searching people for are, it. They're bored. I mean, I've only considered it because of this, but I feel like when things go back to normal, I'm doing a lot of extra stuff. I'm going out to eat, like hanging with friends, and I just won't have as much time. That's what I'm thinking too. So, <laughs> I don't know. I like want one now, but I know I'll probably get over it really quickly. It's fun to use it for a little bit, and then you're like, eh. Yeah. It's hard to really make it a hobby. It's more of like, oh, it's a Sunday. I'm bored. Yeah. Not so much of, oh, Monday afternoon, let's do this. It's like, exactly. it's just going to sit there and be like, okay, maybe. Yeah, and I'm getting a new car, so I want to spend my money on parts. Yeah. So, and these simulators can add up. I mean, a good a good one's three thousand dollars, and you have to build everything. You, there's no company that offers it all together unless you go into like the ten thousand dollars plus. Crazy. You got to buy your own seat, your own mounts, your own hardware, like the steering wheel, the pedals. You can do direct drive. You can do a three monitor setup. You can do a single mo- like all these things. You can even do ones that are like the ones that move you. So they have the suspension yeah. and then they actually move and then you can get air ducting with the fan and it blows air at you when you're going fast. And then when you slow down, it'll blow less air at you. That's crazy. So they can line this up with iRacing. It's unbelievable. But I, I'm in the process of building a new one and I hope that Parker and I can make a ton of videos on it. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of trying to move to Orange County. Uh, thankfully, Parker, we signed that new client yesterday. Big, big, big big client for social media and for photography. So Parker's managing all their social media. We have our photographer, Carly, doing all the photos. And uh, that should bring us to a point where I can hopefully come to, I'm hoping to move to Orange County in uh, two months. Yeah. So no more 150 mile commute. (laughs) Yeah, I think think people will come back soon. This quarantine is definitely stretched out a bit, but I have seen that Trump is trying to kind of reopen America. So he's trying to bring back gyms and uh, bars and restaurants and stuff like that for states that are showing a decline in cases, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't know if California is there yet, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. He's proposing that by May 1st. I don't know how that will go though. I saw something about the Spanish flu that the second phase of it killed like a lot of people. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what they're projecting. I'm, I'm still going to take not crazy precaution, but the thing is though, before the, the whole thing, I didn't even, nothing's really changed. Well, for us, we're pretty young. Uh, we'd likely recover. I mean, my immune system's pretty good, I think. Yeah. Um, I know if I got it, I'd feel sick for probably a couple of weeks, like flu symptoms. Yeah. And then it would pass. And then you have an immunity towards it. But the bad thing about it is if you get it and you're young, 
and you're going to overcome it. And then you go and see older people. Yeah. Like if you go see your mom or something, that's totally not fair mm-hmm. at all. Cause then if, uh, someone older gets sick, then they're likely going to die. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I've basically just been isolating myself. So even if I do get sick, I'm not going to infect anyone because my roommate is down in San Diego and I only see you. Yeah. Basically. I'm the same way day. too. It's uh, the only other thing would be is going to car shows or, you know, seeing Gibbs. Like other than that, I don't really do much. I, I don't, I don't think it really affect me much yeah. more, but like I said, I'm still going to take the precautions for it. So, yeah. uh, Canon released or is releasing the new EOS R5. I have the EOS R. If you're watching on YouTube, this is filmed on a Canon EOS R. Uh, the mirrorless camera. They say that this is supposed to be the supercar of mirrorless cameras. That's crazy. Which should be this. This looks amazing. So if you're a fan of photography or videos, this is uh, this is pretty impressive. Park, you want to read that first paragraph? Yeah, definitely. So uh, the US R5 can capture fast-moving objects in high-speed bursts at up to 12 frames per second with mechanical shutter and up to 20 frames per second with silent shutter. Silent shutter is key. That's crazy. Yeah. So the US R5 can capture the split-second details between a subject's movement. Since the introduction of the EOS R, the full-frame mirrorless system back in 2018, Canon has made tireless efforts to focus our attention on what customers have requested in a future camera body to satisfy as many needs as possible. The journey of developing at the next generation camera in the EOSR series was challenging but exciting. Now Canon is proud to share an even greater glimpse of the long-awaited EOSR 5, a soon-to-be game changer in full-frame mirrorless camera market. So a couple things, new image sensor and processor up to 12 frames per second, mechanical shutter, 20 FPS silent shutter, 8K raw video, 4K 120p, has in-body image stabilization. That is the best thing about this camera. Yeah. For videos, it'll be so nice. Dual pixel CMOS AF, dual card slots, and free image Canon cloud services. I don't use that, but I think that's just a cool little way to sell more of it. There's a huge article here, but one of the things I want to highlight about this is the image stabilization. This camera will have uh, R5's IBIS would land uh, st- stops of stability on its own. It would get bumped to seven to eight stops of correction when used in a high lens stabilization so if you're pairing a lens on it that already has stabilization into the body it's going to make handheld shooting a dream yeah is that something you think you're going to upgrade to i possibly might i don't see the reason for it but since i don't use a stabilizer i think that this would help so much with feature films yeah because i have lost a good i've let's say i film you know 50 clips of a feature film of the cinematic stuff the wheels the roll cage the seats all that yeah 20% 20% is not usable because I was doing my movement and I would shake or I was doing my yeah. movement and I would bump into something. Right. This could may bring that down to like 5%. Yeah. So if that doesn't give me more clips, then I see, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't upgrade to it. Yeah. I really like this camera, this camera. I mean, we shot a couple of photos on it and I was pretty amazed by it. Mm-hmm. So this one just has to be that much better. Yeah. I think it'll do really well. This is, uh, look, it looks like, I mean, dude, 8K video, that's huge. I don't even know what that looks like because I don't know if my computer does that. It wouldn't, <laughs> I mean, you'd have to have a really nice monitor and a really nice TV to actually enjoy that completely. Yeah. But yeah, Canon's going to release this camera. should be really good. Rumors have it that uh, it's going to be estimated price of $3,500, which is pretty reasonable for an 8K, D, you know, it's not even a DSLR. It's a, just a mirrorless camera. Yeah, they call them SLRs. Yeah, so... With this camera, the mirrorless setup is going to be great. So we'll see. I'll, I like what I have, but there's always new fancy shiny toys out there that I'm like, I want that. Yeah, always. It's always something. Topic five is all you, Parker. 
Okay. I put 2012. I, I was about to say that. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. Okay. So the new 2021, not 2012. 2012. Why did I just scream? Uh, the new. I don't know. <laughs> I don't ever say that. The new BMW M3. Um, Car and Driver says now that BMW has reinvented its iconic 3 Series for an all new generation, the M3 model is waiting in the wings. We've even spied a camouflage example wearing what appears to be a wide body kit, bigger brakes, and upgraded wheels and tires. However, we're still waiting on the German automaker to pull off the covers and release full specifications. Uh, that should happen sometime in the middle of this year, followed by the start of production and a launch for the 2021 model year. This, Crazy. this new car, the new M3, I don't, I don't know what to think because there's rumors of the front end having a huge grill. The back end looks kind of cool, but it looks so much like the Lexus IS series. It really does. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the designer of Lexus came over and helped them with this, which is just, it's just making the same car. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't get it. I am really excited for the engine though. So the engine is going to be the S58, which is basically a variation of the B58, which you can find in the M240Is and M340Is. Yeah. Uh, and the Supra as well. So oh. the new Supra has the B58. This is the S58. Kind of similar to like how they have the N55 and then the S55 and the M models. Um, and it's supposed to make, obviously it's a twin turbo inline six uh, cylinder. And it's supposed to make between 473 and 503 horsepower, which is a lot for a, a stock BMW. And that mm -hmm. just means that the potential is a lot higher. I mean, the S55 engine, people have... Uh, tuned them up to, I think, about 700 wheel on upgraded turbos without touching the internals. So Dang. this one should have a lot of potential. Um, It'll probably be super restricted from the factory too. And then oh yeah. you go in there with downpipes and tune and you got 100 horsepower. They're always super restricted. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what people do with these because it could be like um, the next big performance engine that people kind of tune and mess with. There's two things on my end from this. The first one is that I don't know if I'm insane for saying this, but I absolutely love the front end. Really? I love the huge grills and I like, I gotta go. No, <laughs> dude, I, mean. I like it. I don't know why. And this, it's maybe this rendering. I am worried for like, you know how when you watch a rendering or you look at a prototype car and then they come out with the normal one, like when they went from the ST1 Supra or whatever it was, the model car that I have, and they came out with the new Supra, completely yeah. different cars. Yeah. But when you look at this, I'm crossing my fingers. It looks this good. The second part of it, when this comes out, F80 prices. Yep. The prices of F80 M3s are going to drop like People are gonna crazy. Some. So I'm I'm looking forward to that, which if it works out in my favor, you'll see me in the F80 in hopefully six to eight months. Exactly. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think you should really get into one I of those. So. I hope so. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, I like the look of it. I think the back end is stupid, uh, but <laughs> just my opinion, stupid. man. It just, it makes me mad. I don't know. I see, I see the three series on the road and I'll, I'll put on my Instagram like, Hey, it's a new Lexus. Yeah. I'll be like, shut up. It's a BMW. I'm like, dude. Oh, nah, come on. Again. Siri, Siri, stop. Coyote. Coyote. <laughs> Siri, stop. Hey Siri, stop. <laughs> no, dude. Why does Siri do that so know. much? Okay. Well, okay, well, my opinion on the front end. Uh, I, I hate I, it. I absolutely I hate, hate it. I hate <laughs> it. No, I, I, I don't like it. I think the girls are way too big and it's weird that they're sideways kind of. Um, but what else but, are you going to do with the car? But, like design wise? But here's the go. Here's the thing. Some company 
is going to come out with an aftermarket True. solution True. and everyone's going to slap them on. Everyone yeah. that doesn't like the big grills. Mashimaro, start designing something, exactly. bro. Exactly. The second it comes out, he's, he's going he's gonna to cook something up. I hope I he cooks up it. some good uh, shubu shubu. That so I'm not called. too shabu shabu. It will look good regardless, <laughs> even if it requires some aftermarket mods. Yeah, I, I just think when you get to a point where you're designing these cars, like what else can you do that's different? I think that this car was able to do something that no one else was doing on the market when... How much can you really do with the front? Like, what's going to happen in a hundred years? How are you going to design something new? It's all going to be done. Yeah. Because you start looking at these cars, the back end is a Lexus, the front end is just an F80 with some cool headlights. Like, what else are you going to do? So, I don't know. I'm getting so heated right now. I want to punch you in the face, Parker. Calm down. (laughs) Chill. I think it's because I just slammed that whole thing of uh, energy drink. So, oh, okay. Well, you're crazy, man. I think that's it, man. 28 minutes on the clock. I got another episode to edit. Parker had a nice little uh, exchange today when someone came to look at his car. Got a deposit, which is awesome. And I should be selling it for real in about a week or so. So I have a new video coming out on my main channel. I'm doing a GTS tune on my DCT M3. I also have uh, some new parts for my carbon exhaust coming. And also I have a video coming on how to start a podcast. So I think... 15 episodes in, I think we got some credibility. I think we'll be okay to yeah. make a video on that. I have a new recorder coming and I, I have pop filters for these. So pop, my pop, pop, pop. My, uh, my mustache doesn't get stuck in the microphone because it hurts. That so happened? yeah. Really? Well, when you say, when you say peas, it, it, it's a little bit sharp. It'll help. Oh. It'll help drop that down a little bit, <laughs> but I do have some new stuff coming to show people how to do everything from a $20 podcast all the way up to a thousand dollar podcast, depending on your budget mm-hmm. and how you can upload to anchor and how all that works. Yeah. Cause I think that's where I was lost. So if you guys want to tune in Parker, 10 seconds, got anything to say? Um, no, I appreciate everyone for watching. Um, I feel like we're getting into a really good groove with this podcast yes sir i'm excited to uh keep it going keep it rolling sound excited get some excitement going i'm excited there we go people know i'm not super dramatic with my well what's up guys thank you guys so much for watching we appreciate it (laughs) thanks for watching the spencer brick podcast give it a thumbs up subscribe and we'll see you next time peace peace